1: y'all it's episode 42 please advise i'm malls but you guys know that duh i mean why else would you be listening to this probably because we have a very special guest on today but first i just wanted to say thank you to you guys who are always with us especially at martha gets it on twitter who's been telling us every day that we are what gets her through her gym and we're all about fitness we love healthy alternatives to um, things that i do in an unhealthy way such as not eating uh or just drinking my calories. As you probably read about in my book, The Alcoholic Bitch Who Ruined Your Life, which came out a couple weeks ago. You guys have been hugely supportive. Your words have meant so much to me, and I just am very appreciative of your support.
2: Yay. And
1: um, I don't think I'm gonna be like Mark Cuban, which is a New York Times bestselling ebook author, but I'm trying to be like that. So if you don't keep just buying the book, I don't care if you already have it, just keep buying it or buy it and send it to your mom or your sister or something. But I want to tell you really quickly today about an experience I had on the way over to Christina's house.
2: I decided to Uber because... It's always like something when you're on your way over here. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, every time I leave
1: the house, there's drama. Drama follows me. It haunts me. Like, today I was in anthropology and I dropped an item on the floor and I didn't know what it was. So I just got three other things. Because I had $1,000 on my unemployment debit card. So that's how that works in my mind. Anyway... (laughs) So it didn't cost $1,000, but I'm just saying, I yes, it's drama every time I leave the house. So I didn't go into Barney's, though, which I was really proud of myself for because I knew they weren't having a sale, and I only go during the semi-annuals because Barney's will just suck me dry. Um, Okay, this is what happened. So I decided to take an Uber because I'm going to be here for a really long time today, and I thought, you know, we have our anniversary episode coming up. The recording is next with Blair. Look forward uh, to that next week. So I took an Uber. Just thinking, maybe I'll have a celebratory glass of wine or two. And I also just don't really like to drive. I like to zen out on my way here. So I get in my Uber, and it's like this older Armenian man. And I know he's Armenian because I asked him. And, uh, but he was born in Iran, and he uh, just came back from visiting his daughter in Australia. He's been there for three months. And I asked him if he likes driving his Uber and blah, blah, blah. And he said, yes, he does like driving it, but only until he finds another job. And I asked him what his job was before that. And he told me that he was a national poet winner. Like he used to write poems or something. And he told me this really sad story about how he wrote a poem that had a $100 prize. And he won this whole contest in all of the United States, this poetry contest. And he was going to go meet Bill Clinton and pick up his $100 check and get some sort of plaque or something. Wow. But then he had to tell the people that unfortunately he couldn't afford to put himself up in DC so he wouldn't be able to go.
2: I know. If they're only giving you a hundred dollars and like he's he lives in Glendale, California, he has to pay for the six hundred three hundred six six hundred dollars flight and then put himself up. Put himself up in a hotel which could be up to a thousand dollars. Which is why being an artist are. for a
1: career is a luxury. As I always say. That's
2: why it's always rich kids who do it. Right.
1: (laughs) Um, But so he tells me this and he says he's had to tell them that he can't unfortunately afford to go. And I I thought he was going to tell me some great inspiring story about how like the U.S. government pulled together some cash and like got him his poetry award money or whatever. No. He said that they took his award away from him and that he was like basically just like his name was taken off of every list. And then he entered again the next year and he was only nominated And then he told me that now he drives a fucking Uber. And he's like, here I am now driving an Uber. And so I said to him, I said, well, have you ever thought about writing a book? I said, I just wrote a book. It just came out. And he said, "Um, well, I wrote a book and I sent it to the best publisher in the United States in New York City. And I said to them, I don't want you to give me any money unless this book wins a Nobel Prize. Like, go ahead, print it, publish it. I don't expect anything from it unless this book wins a Nobel Prize because I promise you it's going to win a Nobel Prize. Well, then they said to him, why don't you give us $67,000 and we'll publish your book, which is everyone knows it's a classic publishing scam. So um, he's, I said to him, have you thought about publishing your own book? And he's like, you'll make nothing. You'll make peanuts. And I said, well, I just did it. And, I'm, and yes, I'm making peanuts. But at least people are writing and or people are reading my book. And he was like, not interested in that. And I said, are you are you like, do you think that maybe that's the best way to approach it to say, like, I don't want any money for my writing unless it wins a Nobel Prize, which I don't think is impossible. But I think most people would say that that sounds like a very grandiose statement. I also think that people would be like, oh, this person's crazy. Like, that's what I mean. It's like uh, a legend in his own mind, like, you know, um, like narcissists have that that quality quality to them so anyway um it's very kanye-ish yes very kanye-ish very or, Con- or is it kanye kanye but you know i will tell you that kanye at least uh worked really hard at first and put out some some raps and oh no i i was enjoyed a kanye but he recorded um, a hit with his jaw wired shut i think yes. people forget that a lot
2: through the wire yeah literally <laughs> so
1: anyway i just no, want yeah
2: I, uh, I like kanye i think he's a good artist but K'nye. K'nye. Uh, uh,
1: but we got very close, this Uber driver and I, inappropriately close for a uh, woman of my age and a six-year-old Armenian man driving a Kia around as an Uber car. Um, not a Prius. It's interesting. A Kia. Yeah. And it smelled like smoke and the seats were stained. Um, and he made $12.87 off of driving me there, which is then a 20% is given to Uber. So and then he put mileage on that's his car. That's not even, yeah, that's it's not even worse the smart, gas money. But I think he's a genius. So I told him that if he ever wants to come on, please advise um, <laughs> that he has my number now and he can text me. And now I know, I know. I don't know what I've done. But we might have him on. I don't remember his name. I think it began with a K. And, um, or maybe that was just I'm Kia. So I'm thinking of a K. I don't know. But um, anyway, we have a very valid guest on today who I did not <laughs> find in an Uber. Her name is Chloe Bridges. She is a star of Probably one of my fave shows of all time, Pretty Little Liars. But also you might know her from faking it on MTV. Hi girl, how are you? I'm
3: good. How are you? I'm
1: great. Wait, people would know you from Camp Rock too as well, right? Yeah. Which is which is the most, uh what what do you think you get recognized for the most?
3: Honestly, still Camp Rock. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay, no I'll be
3: like on Bourbon Street or something and like girls will come up to me about Camp Rock.
1: I feel like that's the case, right? Because yeah. Pretty Little Liars is a very specific fan base, but I feel like Camp Rock reached so many. Yeah, I guess so.
3: Yeah. It really changed some lives, I guess.
1: It wasn't during my time. I just was aware of it as a thing. I have a younger sister who's okay. now 17. I think that was a big thing in our house. Not really sure. I was in college in stone most of the time. But <laughs> So, girl, I want to know a little bit about you. You do some amazing shit. I found out that you're on like two TV shows and you are a student at Columbia University. Yeah. Although I'm not so, there like, this
3: semester, so. What the I don't fuck? Know how long okay. I can keep can you using
1: that. You take a little break. <laughs> hey, you got in. You got I, in. Yeah. And by the way. That's more than any of us can say. Fuck like <laughs> Natalie Portman or Emma Watson who gets to retreat to a film. To for, like, a couple months here and there. You have to, like, be on your hustle doing TV shows and going to school on the other side of the country. You don't get to just, like, walk around Boston drinking in social clubs and smoking joints in dorm rooms. Like, you actually have to, like, fly back and forth and do school somehow. How do you do all that? I don't know, but
3: I do feel like my experience must have been less glamorous than hers.
1: Right. Emma Watson
3: probably did it the most glamorous way. Natalie, I just drank a lot of Red Bull. and
1: Yes. <laughs> and, Yes. Yes, I feel like. And they ate got a lot to- of
3: microwavable mac and cheese.
1: So wait, you had to eat. As a college person does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really real that you lived a very, like you lived a real college experience so far without. What would you say are the perks of being in your situation? Do you live in the dorms? I didn't. Uh,
3: I got like a, a Craigslist apartment.
1: Okay. Like
3: I get like a Craigslist sublet. Uh-huh. Which, in a way, is even sketchier than just getting a dorm like a normal person.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I lived in an apartment off campus during my college experience as well, and it was way more creepy yeah. than just, like, having some random girl from New Jersey in my room, which I kind of wish I had done. Um, so what are you studying? Um, political science is my major. Why? <laughs> I went, I was the poli-sci major, too, and then I switched to film because I was like, this is way too hard. Really? Yeah.
3: I don't know. It hasn't been... I don't want to jinx it, but it hasn't been that hard so far. Um, uh, I just didn't want to get, like, an acting major or anything. Right. like, the whole point of me going is to, like, be able to not act one day, like, have something else I can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and I figured political science is, like vague enough of a liberal arts degree that you can kind of use it to other stuff. I
2: don't know. Uh, so where what do I you? know about life? But it's, that it, seems it, no, like it a shows thing. you have like an analytical mind, or you know, yeah, how, yeah.
1: And it bums me out when people go to college and then just like major in business because they know that that like equals a job for them. After right. I'm g- glad that you're going and doing something that has a little bit of wiggle room, room for interpretation. What See, would that's you? What I'm going for. What would you do with your poli sci degree? Let's say. 20 years from now, you're not acting anymore and you're going into the workforce with a political science degree, what would you do?
3: Um, I would probably work in like development at a studio or something. Really? I just want to be a boss bitch that wears pantsuits and works at a desk. That's really that's all I, I want to
2: do. I'm like style icon Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's I my, know. yeah. My whole
3: life, I didn't really know specifically what I wanted to do. I just knew it came with pantsuits. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's really all I knew. Yes. That's all and I want in life. <laughs> growing up as a child, that's all I wanted. Somehow, I guess, acting, maybe I'll have some like press tours I need to wear pantsuits for. But maybe I just work at a desk and get to wear them every day, or maybe I have like a lawyer show on TNT. Yes, who knows? Right? But there will be pantsuits in my future.
1: I like that. I feel like you could go get a pantsuit today if you wanted. <laughs> just you could wear just it around. Start for that no journey reason. early. Yeah, why not? the reason is you dress for the career you want. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, just for the job you want, not the one you have. Yes, exactly. Um, so you're twenty one. 23. 23. Okay, yeah. so you're 23. You're really young, but you've have been working for a really long time. Yeah. Do you feel that a lot of people are creeped out by the fact you were a child actor? Is it fair to just ask that outwardly? Because. No, I've never thought about it like that. Are people creeped out by me? I think that people are curious about child actors and whether or not they got to have a childhood and how their parents allowed them to do that. Hmm. Okay.
3: Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, it was, it didn't seem like that big of a deal at the time. Let's put it that way.
2: So you went, did you go to school? I went to like
3: normal public high school. I went okay. to Burbank High. You're um, so you're from that You year. never
2: did a stint at the Oakwood apartment.
3: Well, I did. I, you
2: did. <laughs> I did. Wait,
1: tell me everything.
2: You guys, you have to watch <laughs> the Hollywood Complex if you've never
1: seen it. It's a fabulous documentary, which I'm sure you did not live that. So life. hold on, but- I need to set up.
2: So the awkward Apartments are like um, basically like temporary living situations where a lot of people who um, later or who are child stars live during like pilot season and stuff like that. But then they never move out. So, yeah, sometimes they don't move out. James Brown died there.
1: Garrett Morris was living there during a period of him's first starting on Two Broke Girls. Right. And it's yeah. less
2: than a mile from here. So...
1: Actually, really
3: convenient. In Oakwood's defense, it does, like, serve that purpose. It just yeah. also has the reputation for being a haven for 12-year-old brat actors.
1: Were you in the mix during that time? Like yes, when you were that they young? have like
3: an actual child actor program. Yeah. And they like really like cater to that. And there was this girl like Rosie there at the time and like she would throw these like, I don't know, workshop type things. And the like you'd go and meet all the other child actors and socialize and go by the pool and just live that life.
1: You know it's um, it's so interesting to me because you're talking about this like and I understand for you it's normal but I grew up in Lexington Massachusetts like playing with my tabby cat and reading babysitters club books in bed with like one of those ping pong paddles <laughs> that has the ball attached to it and like playing with my neighbor Caitlin like that's all I did when I was again. Like, and to, I like, grew
2: up in Brooklyn dodging bullets you yeah know, it's
1: not. <laughs> so what uh, what's that. W- how wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> Man, I feel like such a little prissy now.
1: No, you're not prissy. If if anything, it's we would y-
3: take like group tennis lessons on the
1: tennis court. Right. Like go
3: to the deli and eat sandwiches and
1: oh Yeah. Ugh, it I guess it's so just, weird it's in not, retrospect. It's not prissy. If anything, I would say it's an abnormal childhood in a way that's borderline intimidating. Because most kids are just sitting around learning and like doing things on like a tactile level with like play-doh and like rolling around on the floor and drinking milk. Like, that's what okay. most kids are doing. It and was
3: three months when I was 12. Okay. So it didn't last that long, but... It's like a
1: summer camp.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like when we first came out to, like... It's just convenient before you actually, like, sign a real lease or whatever.
1: Did you come out here to act? Yeah. And how old were you? 12? Yeah. And wh- I came
3: out for three months when I was 12, and I actually moved here when I was, like, thirty.
1: So what was your... was Did you move here for... Like what was your the motivation to move here?
3: Uh, When I was 11 in New Orleans, which is where I grew up, Mm -hmm. was coming home from school one day like in the car and heard an ad on the radio for like acting classes. And it didn't seem like a weird idea at the time because I did all of that stuff as a child. I was like gymnastics and dance and painting and like. All of that. Okay. Uh, and so it seems like a natural progression to just be like, I want to do that one too. And so we like went. You had to like audition. And long story short, you end up like taking these acting classes and they're fun. You go like on Saturday afternoons or whatever. And then at some point they were just like, what if you went to LA for real? And we we're like, mm, no. And then, And then they convinced us and we like went for like, yeah, like a brief period of time and, like, did the whole thing. We were like, it was actually kind of fun. Oakwood kind of ropes you in with their pretty pool. And the next thing you know, you're, like, looking for real apartments in Burbank, California. It is
1: hard to come to L.A. for a period of time and then not come back. Like, it yeah. is hard. I did an internship out here, and I was like, I am so moving back there once I get the fuck out of college. But
2: I've been here th- for a week, and I decided to live in L.A. Right, yeah. yeah. It really um, helps you in.
1: But – Everyone must have been so fucking jealous of you, girl. Like back in New Orleans, like thinking about someone in their class, like going from gymnastics to all of a sudden you're moving to LA and like you're in Camp Rock too. Like Or would they would did they think you were weird or something? Yeah, that Camp you were Rock- doing like un Jesus y things? Like I don't know. New Orleans is not like all that, right? It's not too Jesus y in New Orleans.
2: No. I don't Oh, oh, you were yeah, on Freddie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Christina I had knows- a whole conversation with her about it. I was That's like, right. it was a really good sitcom. I enjoyed what? it. Oh, good. <laughs> <'Cause it>, yeah. <laughs> were you his daughter or niece? I was his or niece. What?
1: Okay. That I, like lived with him or whatever. Chic. And uh, do you remember him being a nice person? Yeah. We do still you-
3: talk from time to time.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I have a ton of questions for you about Pretty Little Liars and faking it. But first, we're going to do something, as we like to say, to get you wet first. Um, Ooh. Alvina, Ooh. your friend and mine, um, gave me these table topics, okay, which are conversation questions for friends that don't know each other well but are eating dinner together for some reason. Love it. Have you ever been to one of those dinner parties where you all have to play games the whole meal just to like pretend you're friends? Yes. I think
3: it's, I've been but it was like a mystery dinner night or whatever and I knew no nobody. Yeah. I was just like, Well, we're all playing this game together, so mm-hmm. we must be very close.
1: People in their thirties love that shit. There's <laughs> yeah. this whole thing with in LA culture, it's like you turn thirty and then you just buy all the Scrabble games mm. and all the everything and you just sit around drink wine with your like fucked up group of friends.
3: Yeah. It was like a really nice house in the hills. I think that's what you do. You get successful, you buy a house in the hills and then you're like, Well, now what do I do? I guess I need to have people over to my house. I'll hire a magician or like a mystery dinner person. Absolutely, and give everyone wine.
1: Can I tell you the upsetting <laughs> thing that people do sometimes? They hire they hire impersonators. Really? So I've been to parties a lot, several parties with like dueling Jack Nicholson impersonators. Shut up. And. <laughs> It's really just like, you know when you're watching, like, um, an American Idol audition where the person's okay, but they're not great? And you're, like, really – for some reason, it's extra embarrassing because they're just okay. Ugh, It's a lot of that where you're just, like, cringing and, like, want it to be over, except this person is six inches from your face, and you have to be mildly, like, oh, (laughs) okay. Um, Yeah, none of that. None of that. So when you guys – when you turn 30, please don't do that, Everyone. And just by you, the, Just by the board games. Just by the board games and the wine. Okay. So we're gonna ask you some questions, right? all right. What type of stealing is okay? Uh if you're
3: having sex with a person on a regular basis and you just take like one item every few months.
1: Like an Atavan? Or like pills? What are we talking about? I was
3: more talking about like hoodies or like, you know,
2: oh, hats. You're but, not talking about okay. stealing drugs from your hookups? Okay. No, no you don't no, do that? God. You don't raid the medicine cabinet? Okay. <laughs> the situation that I was thinking, I was like, well, if you're you're like poor and starving, you have to feed your children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can take some food from the fridge on if your I way out. If I was homeless,
2: I would steal
1: tampons constantly. Like I would, I would go to jail for that. And then when they take off. me to jail, I'd say, this is my fucking right. <laughs> this is my right. I did not ask to be born with this vagina. In fact, I saw someone tweet this week. I wish I could remember who it was. She tweeted, "I wish I could pay off my student loan debt with all the money I've spent on tampons." And I was like, "That is so fucking it's deep. So expensive. It's so expensive. It's like eight dollars a box. It costs eight dollars to have your period for a week, so you can bleed all over yourself and cry and feel sad. Why? Wow,
3: I've never thought of it like this. Like, eight dollars.
1: They, they're not,
2: and they're not covered under like health insurance. No, they scented,
1: sh- unscented." Reg soup, whatever it is.
2: Applicator, no
1: applicator. Yeah. Oh God, don't say no applicator to me. Uh, You would never use an OB, right, Chloe? The ones where you have to finger yourself.
3: (laughs) Is this about to get too real? Do
1: you use them? Yeah,
3: (laughs) girl. How did you know of know. all the brands you could have thrown out?
1: Why? Because I guess, I guess the people who use them really advocate for them because it's like... They do. They just take
3: up less room in your purse in your life.
1: Okay. I don't like
3: that the the ones with the applicators are like this big. Well,
2: no. They yeah. have applicators now that you like... They're like they're, reg- they're smaller size and then you pull pull them out and then that's how they work. You pull them out to like pull, push them back in. But if you'd like that extra bonus...
1: <laughs> then God bless, girl. We're not here to judge. We're a very sex positive show. Yeah. Um, what's the most embarrassing <laughs> lie you've ever told? Oh
3: gosh. Uh. Well, if it's a lie, it's probably not embarrassing, right? I'm lying to cover up what's embarrassing.
1: You never, like, lied about a secret boyfriend you had in Canada or something. Like, I told everyone in school that I was dating a guy who lived in the army base and that's why I didn't have a boyfriend and that no boys were – like, I lied in sixth grade and I told a bunch of girls that I was dating a guy named Chris with a K who lived in an army base so that they would get off my case about not having a boyfriend.
3: Okay. I have yeah. a fictional boyfriend that I bring out from time to time when people hit on me on the subway or something.
1: Okay. That's good. What's his name?
3: Ray. I don't know why. Ray.
1: I like that. You know what? I always used to imagine myself marrying a man named Ray. That is so weird. I always, and whenever I write a script, my boyfriend is always named Ray. Really? Yeah, and I'll usually change it, but Ray is my go-to as well. I think it sounds, like, sexy and hot. It sounds kind of
3: sophisticated, but also I don't know anyone named Ray. Right. So it's like,
1: yeah, my fictional boyfriend Ray. Ray Romano.
3: Oh, gosh. That changes it.
1: (laughs) What's the most unfortunate thing you've ever done under the influence?
2: We can be like an Andy Cohen moment and do the plead the fifth. <laughs>
3: yeah. Why
2: would I you mean, say that? I mean, like, <laughs>
3: I... I've... Mm. Mm. I i do
1: not <laughs> Okay, fine. This is a good one. Ready? Yeah. How would you murder someone and get rid of the body?
3: Um...
2: Hmm. I think about this a lot. Do you? Um, yeah, because just like how do you get rid of a body with no trace just cuz I watch, You know, you watch well, the CSI on shows. That, don't they like, like use some chemical that disintegrates some- the body? Yeah, but then what do you do with That's that acid? Dope. Because they can probably still you test You put it down DNA a drain and
1: then you hose down the um you hose down the uh, thing with bleach and then you bleach it out. Yeah, that's what they on Breaking Bad. Yeah, because I mean, they, would... they
2: don't really have incinerators anymore. Yeah. So you can't just like burn the body wherever. But I feel
1: like since Breaking Bad, you probably cannot buy a big plastic container.
2: Yeah. And, that, and, and then whatever that chemical, chemical that was that yeah, they were using. they're
1: probably like, we know what you're Why doing? do you need
2: 50 gallons of this chemical?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah,
3: I do remember having that thought when I saw that first episode where they did that though. I was like...
1: Oh, I feel like man, I, they make it look so easy right between Breaking Bad and Law and Order SVU. I basically know how to rape or kill anyone <laughs> like I know how to do almost anything I want and get away with it. Yeah. I feel and Dateline it's given you a real inflated sense of like I can pull off this. I've also learned to never thing. throw it
3: in the ocean because it always washes to shore. Don't do that. No. Yep.
1: Yeah. duh it's so going to shore and also even if you like cut the torso and the head off separately like that's a lot of people try to cut the body parts up so you don't find them but they always figure it out weighing them down doesn't work either doing what weighing them down oh yeah no fuck Uh, it you're fucked probably just don't kill anyone yeah that's probably the way to go yeah um do you make voting decisions based on your financial or moral positions uh Alvina stop giving publicist eyes I swear to you (laughs) i know she's like I, glaring fine
3: <laughs> calm down um honestly she I enough. she has enough poise to be able to handle the answer to self right now i make i can i choose c family yeah which they make it based on financial so i guess by association i make it based on financial but okay. i'm like young enough where i'm just like you guys can have this one okay I feel can like have you my are, vote. as a young woman. As a member of the family, I will vote with the family vote.
1: <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Okay. But I feel as a young woman, you are probably socially liberal when you look at the issues. Only, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the most unusual gift you've ever received? Um,
3: nobody gives me gifts. Really, I think I make it. I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of gifts.
2: Alvina just came over and gave like Molly three gifts. So much, so, yeah.
1: Boy band swag. What is it called? North by Northwest. What's that band called? But you never, you didn't give Carly <laughs> a gift.
2: Northwest.
1: North of nowhere. North of nine. Oh, nor. Oh, my new You're favorite band. You're gonna be band, wearing of all nine. of
3: their merch. You better know their name. I
1: know. I am in the start Jackpack, following them on hash,
3: Twitter immediately.
1: Hashtag Jackpack. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. Um. Uh, what topic do you know more about than anyone else in the room?
3: Hmm. Um, How I Met Your Mother.
1: (laughs) Really? Is that your fave?
3: It's my fave. Why? Uh, because it's cool and funny and, and it's in New York and also I, it's like easy watching.
1: Okay. It's like how
3: Drake is easy rap. How I Met Your Mother is easy comedy. I think,
1: and it's of your generation the way that I think a lot of people my age feel about Friends. Yeah, I guess I
2: don't know. I enjoyed.
1: It's like a comfort
3: I, thing. It's like the mac I feel like and, she grew and cheese up of watching
1: it in a different way than you did. Yeah,
2: probably.
1: It's like the mac and cheese. I enjoyed it more. Like than I friends. missed Friends, uh, not to out my age,
3: but like I was. I never watched Friends.
1: I I don't think it would be relevant to you. It's weird. I I recently enjoyed rewatching it, but I feel like if you watched it just because you didn't grow up during that right ten like, 10 years in the 90s, it would be like, what the fuck's going on? What are these people talking about? What's that reference? They do make really weird references on Friends, and I'm like, I can't believe they were able to make some, like, a reference that obscure. Um, If you had to obtain $1 million by illegal means, how would you do it? Um... I don't know. credit card fraud? Get someone
3: social or whatever the hell you do? Yeah. Something like that? Um... I'd have That's to smart. watch YouTube videos. I'm sure there are some you on the just, internet like, to learn how to
2: Right. <laughs> I think you like I think there's always a way you can pull off some sort of like hacking fraud. Like they Some did kind in, of hacking thing, definitely. Like that. um what is office space where they was where they were stealing like a quarter of a penny off of every like transfer or transaction. Okay. Is there like Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, something yeah. yeah. Like that. There that. has to be something. Um,
1: there's a question here that says, "Have you ever drunk dialed someone?" I like him throwing this away because I don't even want to talk to someone who's never drunk dialed someone. So let's just pretend that doesn't exist. Um, let's see, one more. Okay. Oh, would you choose a life in the clergy or in the military?
3: Oh God, clergy.
1: Really, really? <laughs> I would too.
3: I would not. Can you still have sex or no? No, no. I
1: mean, you could sneak it. I mean, they all do, but
3: I would, I would choose clergy and just sneak it.
1: Okay, one I'm more. Too much of a little bit. I, for the I military. would uh, military all the way. If you were given a free Super Bowl ad, what would you advertise? Wait,
3: back up. I would do military if I could be one of those people who It's like you're just playing a video game or whatever, you just sit. Have you seen that?
2: Yes, video game, you where mean you're like flying a-, a drone and maybe killing someone? Yeah, that
3: no, one. the <laughs> ones, no,
1: they do have people where they just train them and they never get out of the training phase. Yeah, you never let's leave not get political. The, yeah, um, if you were given a free Super Bowl ad, what would you advertise? What
3: would I advertise? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, am I supposed to say myself? Like, what no, you have, you
1: have something that millions and millions, more people can see in any other broadcast than can see in, in than any other thing. You have the most exposure you ever have for a topic or subject of your, of your choice. Oh. What would you want everyone in the world to see? Uh. You can advertise a message, a thought, a feeling, charity, cause...
2: Oh, I don't know what would you do Molly yeah what would you do um,
1: I would probably uh, advertise something about awareness of like subcultures and how people what? make judgments about subcultures when in fact I just think that it's like wow well, I talk about juggalos like I feel like everyone has problems with juggalos but I'm like leave them alone they just found each other and they're not doing any harm like leave the juggalos alone, leave the straight edge kids alone, leave like anyone who finds their weird little group of friends. Let them be. Like just to let subcultures exist because that's how I people don't... find each other and thrive. And I think that there's a common misunderstanding where people are like, "What's goth?" They're like, "Why is like you know?" I don't. I don't know. I even I almost don't have a problem with the Westboro Baptist Church because as much as they're terrible fucking people. God bless that they found each other. They all can be terrible together. And we're allowed to have that thought. But it's our job as Americans to not stop them from having that thought. You know? Yeah. I guess guess I would do
3: like a women's issue or something like reproductive rights or something.
1: That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, Chloe, this was, I feel, a very interesting exercise for us. Do you agree? Yes. I feel pretty
3: wet, as you promised.
1: Okay, good. Um, I'm glad it's, it's these cards and not the OB. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what we do here? We answer questions from our listeners about their life problems and maybe some other stuff? Yes. Okay, let's do it.
4: Hi, Malls. This is um, Eddie. Uh, love the show. So I had this sister. Things are kind of weird. Uh, I actually lost my virginity to her in high school. Uh, I didn't really want to, but she kind of blackmailed me into it. Kind of messed me up, actually. Um, oh, I should mention she's a stepsister, so it's only like half weird. Anyway, I stopped doing all that, and we're cool, I guess. Uh, the reason I'm calling, so she has this new friend. At first, I thought it'd be good for her. Her old friend actually died, um, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, this friend seemed normal at first, but then she started dressing like exactly like my sister, uh, wearing the same clothes, the same sunglasses, starting to get kind of single white female i'm sort of worried now um oh i i should say my sister is blind so i don't think she knows what her friend is doing like how she's dressing Uh, so what i want to know is should i say something to my sister about this or is that just going to make things more awkward i I really don't know i'd ask my girlfriend but she just got kidnapped on the way to jail so it's pretty complicated what do you think
1: chloe do you know what that was about there were so
3: many things going on there.
1: But do you think you might know what that might be about? Your character on Pretty Little Liars—that's your character. That's your whole story arc on Pretty Little Liars. That's Benjamin Light of Bros Watch PLL Two, and he's calling to talk about how your character is BFF with his stepsister yes. Jenna, who's blind. It's a very convoluted storyline. It is. And I've tried very hard to follow it. Do you know what's going on with your character? No idea. Do you think you're good or evil?
3: Um, I'm hoping I'm evil, right? I think so. There's no way I just show up and be nice. No way just shows up and is nice.
1: Right. Is there anyone? Okay, just... I, we gotta get this out of the way. I know you can't tell me who A is. We know it's someone named Charles De Laurentiis. I, yes. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think Charles is uh, M to F, and that's why he was put into Radley at a young age, and that's oh. why there was two yellow dresses. I believe Charles is trans, and he—that's why he's always hated Allison, Um because there was two little boys in that video. And uh, anyway, is there anyone that you feel you can completely exonerate as being A, like? Because there's still a lot of theories out there that maybe A is still Aria. or but I, I'm like, why? That's my theory. But for why? Why like, do you think it's Aria? People think it's Aria? So many people think it's I Aria. I think it's Arya.
2: Why? I love the fucked up, like fucked upness about it. It's like this internally, like terrorizing your friends. You
1: haven't watched a show in like a year and a half. That's true. But <laughs> now Arya is. I don't in, think it's a-
3: any of the PLLs. I don't think it's any of them.
1: I kind of started to believe that they wouldn't do that to the audience. Like, I felt like maybe at some points it could have been Arya when they were at some weird turning point and they were maybe trying to decide we can go this way or this way with the story. Because they have teed her up a lot to be A. But um, is there anyone else? Is there um, – I think is a big red herring. Do you know if he's – can he be cleared from the A camp? Well, I saw that whole
3: thing because, like, you know, all the PLL fans, like, follow me and stuff. Right. And like- One thing I saw on one of their pages was, like, they literally IMDB'd Brian Dare or whatever, the guy who plays Andrew. Yeah. And it said uh, he played uh, Charlemagne in that episode. Oh. And they're like, well, IMDB says he's Charlemagne, so obviously he's Charles. And I'm like, that's too easy, though, right? Also, why does IMDB say that? And
1: also, he's, like, some... uh, And also, I I don't know. There's all these theories about him being a... Sister or, or somehow being related To the Hastings family Because he's yeah. possibly Jason's twin Which would mean That Spencer played Strip tease or The amount of
3: incest st- On the show Is crazy is I love
1: that it goes there <laughs> And I love that also Emily is slamming More puss in Rosewood Than anyone on that show Like the only person I know who's getting a mad ass, is like, Emily is hooking up with some pastry chef who's married in an open relationship now. Like, there's a oh, lot. Wow. Of, yeah, Emily goes there. Um, did you think oh, that Emily. that was going to be your storyline at first? Because I know that when you were oh, first. Oh, for sure. And out, because people are like, like, oh, the baby gay. People like, on the <laughs> internet
3: did too. They were yeah. like making memes already about how I was Emily's new bitch or something. Yeah, and um, so, and
1: you get the scripts like one by one like the rest of the cast so you don't really, they don't outline at all for you what your character is going to yeah. be about. Nothing. When you got the breakdown for that character, what was it? I didn't get one.
3: I just got like a like a call one day, basically. Okay. I had auditioned for Pretty Little Liars back in the day. Okay. So Marlene knew me. And... Uh,
1: Who did you first audition for?
3: Jenna. Okay. So I think that's where this whole thing kind of comes from, that we were like twins and stuff. Uh, so... Yeah,
1: You're so much younger than, is her name Tammin? I ended up doing a different
3: pilot for ABC Family that year, which is why I didn't do it. And then this just came out of the blue. Are you looking
1: at a picture of me and Tammin? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like a 34-year-old mom, right? From Australia? (laughs) Yes. Her her child is adorable. They are so
3: beautiful. It freaks me out. They're like a truly beautiful family. Yeah.
1: You get these scripts week by week. Was there one development that we've seen so far that was truly shocking for you? I mean, all of it.
3: I didn't even know I was gonna have to look like Jenna Tamman. Like, I just knew that my, I would, the way I find stuff out is in the hair and makeup trailer. Cause like they'll right. get notes like, her hair can't be curly in this episode, cause then she'll look too much like Jenna. She has to look like Jenna next week. So next week her hair is curly. So this week her hair is straight. <laughs> and like that kind of stuff where I'd like try to like eavesdrop and be like, what? 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 Were my hair straight this week?
1: What? What? Is that a writer giving the notes?
3: Uh, I guess, or like straight from Arlene. I don't know.
1: Who is your favorite director slash writer that you've worked with on the show? Well, I work with Norman Buckley a lot
3: because okay. he did a show I did called Carrie Diaries, and he yeah. was one of our regular directors, so
1: I work with him a lot. Amy, who uh, ran Carrie Diaries, yeah. worked on Sex and the City with my former boss, Michael Patrick King. Yeah, That's the connection. Carrie Diaries, Small World, um, enjoyable show. I enjoyed Carrie Diaries while it was on. Um. <laughs> What, uh, when you guys, when you, okay, so when Jenna and, what, what is your, I'm blanking on your character's name. I'm Sydney. Sydney, okay. So when Jenna and Sydney showed up to the ice ball. Yeah. As part of Allison's whole gang of people. Did you right. see that, come? like, did you see that coming for your character at all? No. And you are basically jenna operates you and jenna's afraid of allison so that's why you were a part of that i'm guessing yeah i think
3: i just follow my character doesn't seem to have a lot of spine i can establish that much so i think i just follow jenna around
1: and has the background story with you and jenna is that you guys went to camp together no how did you know each other
3: yeah, I think I do say that at some point. Like I went to
1: camp with Jenna. I
3: wanted to look out for her, and she was like a good friend to me. So like that's why I'm here. Sorry, I look so sketchy.
1: There's been so many of y'all in popping up in Rosewood this year, like that redhead chick Leslie who blew the fucking roof off the courthouse when she came in and said that. Which, by the way, can I just say I love Pretty Little Liars? But can we stop acting like random handwritten notes or courtroom evidence? Like that is such <laughs> that is not like Spencer got I off of that
3: a. That's the suspicion of reality that really bothers you no I know it really there bothers are so me so many like weirder things and that's the one where you're like no no I can't buy this no
1: well it's no no it's definitely not that Aria has been having a multiple year yeah. love affair um that is like for sure like they totally downplay the pedo-ness of all of it With yeah. just like no he's definitely a teacher that's fucking a high school yeah. student and that started when she was like 15 I think 20, yeah. 15 like, and 24? Not okay. If any of this okay. happened
3: in real life, I would be so upset.
1: Yeah. What is your fave storyline on the show that you've seen so far outside of yourself?
3: Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm an Emerson fan.
1: You are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was like a very, I was surprised that they came back to that. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. I was surprised that that this season you didn't see that. Yeah. Emily and Allison had a sleepover at Allison's house because Allison was afraid or something. I knew, like, I knew that part. And then they made out in bed. Yeah. And so that is, I was surprised to see that happened again because yeah. I always thought that that was something like a thinly veiled threat that Allison was holding above Emily's head. So I'm interested to know,
2: like, teasing her with it. Yeah. Right. Like, I like, I like using, using her. Like, attraction. more
3: manipulative in nature than yeah. it is. She's
2: like using her affection and genuine attraction and like unconditional love against her. Yeah. Um, now I would feel
1: I would guess rather that it's pretty hard to break the four girls. Like it's hard to get in there at this point because they've been doing every scene together for You real, mean in real life? In real life. Um Yeah. Is there someone on set who you is like your go-to besides Tamin? Tamron? Well the thing Tammin? is like Tammin.
3: I'm friends with I'm friends with some of them just from real life. Yeah. Before I was ever on the show. But I really haven't had scenes with all the girls. I only had one scene that I think everyone was in. Um, it's usually just me and Jenna, Tamman, or like me and Emily, Shay. Um, but yeah, like I'm friends with Lucy from real life. I kind of know Sasha in real life. Um I had met Ashley like years ago. So like Ashley and Shay are like really good friends. Right. Like they're like classic best friends. So they'll see be like sitting on... in their chairs, yeah. like Whispering to each other about you know whatever is going on in their lives, um, and then the other girls kind of like do their own thing. Yeah, like they're all friendly, but like those two are the ones that are like really bad. Troyan's the oldest, right? I like Troyan a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, she. I feel like she's off doing her own. Like she's been in a long-term she for relationship. As sure yeah. an adult. I saw on Instagram yesterday. She wrote that Spencer's bedroom had been the set had been permanently torn down. And this is something she let out publicly. She said, I didn't realize I just did my last scene in Spencer's bedroom ever. And she ran back to set and the bedroom was gone. Do you know by any chance, I know you can't give away spoilers or anything, but are they going to be moving away from those houses or anything like are we gonna see them going off to college or are they gonna the girls I don't think move? this is
3: me outing anything I think it's on the internet that there's gonna be a time jump okay isn't that on the internet
1: I believe so yeah okay. so it's going to go it's going to go back to the second
3: half of the season is when the time jump happens I think
1: and is this this so, sixth season it's is it the final season no there's seven seven seasons yes. right and possibly a movie probably yeah wow I these girls have been in high school for so long like when you yeah. think about it on the show it's still like 2013
3: time does not pass in Rosewood
1: it, it does not <laughs> and I'm really worried about these girls graduating high school it seems like they're less and less at school now yeah when was the last time they opened a book I'm worried really re- I mean Aria like walks around opening books in her room all the time but I don't think she reads them sometimes you will just see her leafing through something <laughs> yes. and I'm like you're not reading Some fake, Aria book yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but I, I do love that about her character. If you could play any character but your own, who would you play?
3: I think Spencer's the best character. I agree. I love she Spencer. always is just handling stuff. Like, she's just got it on lock.
1: It's okay. a
2: four-year time jump. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so they're skipping college, which makes sense. I feel like a lot of high school-based oh, shows skip college. Oh, it's going time jump forward. Yeah, th- yeah. Oh. That's what I, yeah. So oh. it makes
3: sense that she could out that information about her bedroom being torn down because she's going to be an adult. Right. You know? She's not going to be in her...
1: Wow, that's so interesting. I assumed it was going to be like flashback based because that's been such a huge part of the show and you're going to have to. Wow, I really am curious about this. So they're
2: going to come back from college. from graduating
1: college. I have chills. I have chills already. (laughs) What does that mean for the Hastings family? Because they have like a myriad of dead bodies in their room or in their backyard. They finally decided to move. I don't know. I'll talk about this with the Bros Watch PLL2 people tomorrow because I could just go on all day. That's not fair to you. Um
2: she, could, she really could. <laughs> I'll probably
1: learn more from you about the show. I know, right? I well, I, I feel like, like it's I know impossible. less than you. Do. I well, when I like uh talk about staffing on shows and stuff like that, I get really nervous about going in on meetings for shows that aren't pilots because that means that I have to watch every episode mm. of the show leading up to that meeting. And it's different, I think, as a writer than an actor. I think maybe you can cheat a little bit as an actor, but mm-hmm. um with I, you just get so attached to everything. So yeah. if you don't get the job, it's like devastating because you just spent like I if I had to go on an interview for Pretty Little Liars, I would be way too emotional. Like I don't I don't th- I think I would have a <laughs> nervous breakdown at the Warner Brothers gates. Like I would see I those, would love to see that. I would see those pink <clears throat> golf carts on the lot I and would I would know. take cuz I worked at Two programs, I would like take pictures of all the one time Lucy um, filmed that college scene where she hooked up with some scumbag with a fucking guitar. She filmed that next to our offices. And I was asked by the first AD to stop peeking through the bushes. No. Yeah. Like, cause I was like, I was now like, I
3: wanna take you to set.
1: Yeah. And just I like
3: watch your reactions.
1: Legit walked through a scene, but I could never do that. And do you wanna know why? Cause people have said to me, we can get you on the Pretty Little Liar set. Yeah. No because if that happens then i know and then my it's fantasy's n- my fantasy's gone and i need to keep that right. going because it's all i have you don't know like yeah. i will talk i will walk up to people on the street who know nothing about pretty little liars and be like all right i just got to talk to you about this like <laughs> and i'll get into it everyone at work would be like Molly, we have no idea what you're talking about i'd be like i know you don't know but can i just say like this is a really big deal because last night they flashed back to something and so i it just was when when ezra when we found out he was a bad dude probably not a bad dude that was dude, pretty
3: shocking to me
1: and then she just, we just all forgot that. Now he's trying to bust him out of jail like yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Where's the book? Did he give I up the book?
3: Know. I just think that they've known the end game for so long and they wanted to do a thousand seasons, so they're just, like, trying to fill in with, with stuff that'll just mess up your head.
1: Yeah, it does. It messes up your head. Yeah, up they're your just heart. filling
3: in until they get to the end game.
1: Um, so speaking of Ezra and PLL and incest, on Faking It, <laughs> you are dating Ezra's little brother, little brother yes. Wes, on the show, but Liam on Faking It, correct? Yes. Okay. What's that all about? On the show? Yeah, tell me your plot. Because I haven't watched all of Faking It yet. Tell me what your storyline is.
3: Um... He starts working at this Google esque company.
2: Okay. That his family owns, yeah. Yes. Uh, that he's like he's kind of like a very liberal anti like money guy. Yeah. And so the fact that he's working there is like a he big like deal. Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's exactly
3: like Ezra. Yeah. Oh, do I have to work now? Uh,
2: <laughs> and I like already work there.
3: And I'm kind of a bad bitch, but I'm also like Are I there know he's suits? kind of in a relationship I don't wear any pantsuits You need to advocate for that I wear that. like leather skirts though which is a close second Okay but, that's yeah. fine um, Yeah I'm I'm a little like I kind of go after him a little bit And then Yeah Okay. I mean I guess I'm like I'm like a love interest but like not
1: Your life is protecting secrets About crazy shit that so many people Want to know about <sighs> That must be so much pressure. Because if I just did, if I didn't have you here and I just saw you on the street, I would walk up to you and shake secrets out of you. I don't like you know that many salt secrets shaker. I know but I would try like uh, and uh, we had Maya come on uh, to Broke Girls once and I like literally dropped my script I just walked away from everyone I was like I need you to tell me everything tell me everything and she's like well we still haven't seen Maya's body so we don't know maybe I'll come back and I was like so that's fucked with my head for like four years now and now um, she's Beyonce's sister-in-law now she's it kind of messes
3: with all those actors too because I'm like do I move on with my life do yeah. I do I leave town do I go do something or am I gonna be back because they don't tell us anything
1: they always say we're like Rosewood? always in limbo waiting yes yes 100 percent. In rosewood unless you see a body we don't know if you're dead you could come back and like time. i don't want to
3: squander an opportunity to be on the show so i like don't want to go i don't want to just leave and then
1: get a call and be like oh we had this great storyline for you but you're gone yeah well we only know one thing for sure is that the only person who's never coming back is season one jason Season one, Jason. Mm-hmm. You know he got fired, or maybe got a job or something. Quit acting. His face got burnt off. I don't know. Really? They Wait, in real life, they recast Jason after season one. Oh, right. That guy's probably kid, like so sad. He probably went to go do a pilot. That man. Was I'm going to have to Google
3: him later. I wonder what he's up to.
1: Okay, so Chloe Bridges fans, I need you to start tweeting directly at the Faking It wardrobe department and advocate for those fucking pantsuits because this girl deserves it. I She's do. A hardworking it. woman and she needs that <laughs> in her life. All right, next question.
5: Hey, Mom. Um, I really need your help. Um, I have a friend that we've been friends for, like, eight years, and I don't want to be friends with her anymore because I have concluded that she is not a good person, that we are stuck together in our friend group, and I just really have a problem with uh, how to deal with her. Um I uh, have figured out that she has talked bad about me, and we worked together, and at her old job, I don't think she um, really treated me well, and I think she kind of talked bad about me to my old boss. This was after I sort of helped her get a job in my de- part- In my department. I also introduced her to her um, now husband, and it's... At the time, her husband was friends with my ex-boyfriend, and that's a really long story. Anyway, that doesn't matter, but I also suffered from postpartum depression. I don't think she was very supportive of me at all. Um, just, I really bottom line, not holding on to all of that. I don't feel like I can trust her and don't feel like she's there for me. I just I need some help on how to deal with her and our friend group and not, Harper anger.
1: Okay, so we also found out that this caller is 32 and from North Carolina, which I think is important contextually. Just throw that out there. So we're dealing with you got a trash talking friend who snuck up on you, is all up in your friend group working at your job, Uh shit talking you at your job. Now you don't work there anymore. She's married to your ex-boyfriend's BFF and you want to ice her out what would you do?
3: I would ice her out.
1: I would ice her out too. I would just literally stop talking to her because you want to know why? Not everyone needs to be friends. And if your friends in your friend group don't understand that, then like fuck it. Just fuck the just whole lot of them. Just get a new
3: cooler friend and bring her around to your friend group and then you can still hang out in the greater group. Just you don't need to be interacting on a one-on-one basis.
1: Yeah, and just start phasing her out. And if she ever comes to you and asks, just say, you know what, girl... We weren't meant to be. I know you talk shit about me. I know that, you know, look, like I know that the work thing wasn't good. I don't appreciate some of the ways I was treated. And it's not that I dislike you. I just have to not have you in my life. Yeah. I, mean, I have she's no like problem s- saying spreading that. Spreading
3: stories or whatever. Yeah. Just deny. Yeah. Just be like, no, she doesn't know anything about me that did not happen.
1: I would not even pay it mind, though. Like, I'd be like, whatever. Like, this it sounds a little bit like... You, it's hard to not suffer a little bit of the bitter baddies when you are in a situation like this because you just feel so fucked over that yeah. you're like, how do I get past how fucked? I was wronged. Like, this is not right. It's a little bit hard to not fixate on it. But I think for your own mental health, you have to just start to slowly, like... I always like say this, but I mean it like go find a hobby, like start a new craft, like go find a new friend, start hanging out at a different coffee shop. Maybe like call up some of your friends who you haven't seen in a while and just start hanging out with them. That doesn't mean you have to isolate yourself from your friend group, but when you invest yourself in other interests, the things that were plaguing you don't mean as much anymore.
3: Right. I mean, it's obviously easier said than done, but
1: yeah. It's just hard, too, because I think what this girl has been telling you without saying it to you is that she doesn't want to be a friend to you either. Because if I had a friend who was going through postpartum depression, who introduced me to my husband, and who got me a job, and I wasn't paying attention to any of those things, I would know it's just because I don't really care about that person that much. And I think that what she's doing in her own backwards way is trying to say, like, I'm not as invested in this as she is. Like, she's just whatever to me. She's just another. Yeah, yeah.
3: So. Yeah, if you're not being respected, drop that bitch. Drop it. You that's need some respect it. in your life.
1: Yeah,
0: you need her people out.
3: around you who respect you.
1: But what if her friends ask, like, "What's going on?" Well, you, do, I would have no qualms about telling my friends, "Look, here are the facts. I don't like her." Yeah. And what would the what would the worst thing that could happen that would like maybe they try to convince her otherwise? I mean, if people start
3: taking teams, that's that's not fair, and that's that can get messy. as
2: long as
1: the
3: other people in your friend group are just like, look, I'm just not going to get involved. Those two have drama. I'm not going to deal with it. We can all still hang out. Let's just all be adults about this.
1: That's a respectable thing to do for sure. But I would also feel as the friend who was originally in the friend group, I would, I have to say, I have a little bit of an ego on me. I would say, you guys need to fucking recognize that I brought this creeper in here and that she's taking over my life. And fuck her. And if you hang out with her and if you call her, that's spitting in my fucking face. Oh,
3: my god. And I
1: don't think I feel sensitive. She has postpartum depression. Yeah, Molly would do that. But I would say, (laughs) no, you want to hang out with that bitch? Fine, you go hang out with that bitch and y'all can, like, go live your fucking life. Go touch each (laughs) other. Do whatever it is you want to do. Go feel each other's breasts under the covers. I don't care. But you're not hanging out with me. Because if you are, like, taking advantage of me like that and, like, throwing me aside. I don't know. I would do that. Some little territorial because I like people to do the right honest thing. All
2: right, I respect that.
1: Like, what is this bitch bringing to the table that's so great that all of her friends would betray her to hang out with her?
2: I don't know. I'm just saying. It well, does. we just have one side of the story, so we just have her perspective, and in her perspective, True. she's just she's the logical one, and she can't well, see yes, why she's anyone the one
3: who called in. So we obviously like her more.
2: Yeah, yeah. who knows the other side of the story? Like, she I wins. hope the other I person no calls, calls in. From the other girl. Yeah, I want the other girl to call in. She's like, <laughs> this bitch is crazy. Um, she's oh, still my husband yeah. but no I will tell We're you this though I
1: will territory now. here's some things though is that I will say that in the past when we've had people call who it's like clearly they're crazy like I'll be like honey you're fucking crazy like the reason why she's not hanging out with you is because you're a pain in the ass or you're codependent. like, yeah, like lots yeah, of like, codependent
2: issues on you this like path. go to
1: an Al-Anon meeting and stop like fucking pretending like this yeah. is anyone else's problem but yours uh, we do that here so I think honestly just hearing this girl talk like I would feel Really taking advantage of it. Oh someone comes up In my place of security In my work Oh someone comes up In my relationship Someone comes up In my friend group And they want to twist Things about me Fuck that person! I think you should murder her. I'm just gonna Uh, um, don't sue me. This This is a comedy podcast. podcast. Yep, we make jokes.
3: Escalating very quickly. I'm actually no
1: because this is something that's near and dear to my heart, which is that I feel that I have tried to be good to people in the past, and then watch a bitch sneak up on me, sniff out all my shit. Next thing I know, she's smoking my weed, eating my dog food, and like trying on all my (laughs) clothes without my permission. And I'm like, Why why are you you wearing my necklace at the club? Why are you wearing my thing? Oh, you got my haircut. Okay, that's fine. Uh oh, weird. you oh, those actually are why are you wearing my prescriptions on glasses? You don't even have bad eyes. What? This is weird. So I'm just saying I feel for you. So you're on my, onto my long con. I ah, would kill her. Yeah. <laughs> I would kill her. I would just start carefully placing things so she starts tripping over herself, you know, not like physically tripping over herself, but I would just place some bombs in her life that'll go off, Maybe get into her credit.
3: Uh. Hack all of her accounts.
1: Yeah. That's how we're going to get you your million dollars. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're going we're, we're gonna to rob this We're going to get really good at hacking all
3: right. by the end of this
2: day. Next call.
0: <laughs> What's up, Miles? This is Chase. I'm calling from Los Angeles. I'm 29 years old. I'm from New York, but I've been in L.A. for a few years now. And have a question, a dating question, I guess. So... I've been dating this guy for about, like, four months that I met in New York, and then he moved here shortly afterwards, not for me, but for work. And we've been having a great time so far. Well, every other, like, week, it's a really good week, and then we'll have some kind of stupid issue. So I'm starting to think that he might be addicted to sex, because he just makes poor decisions. When it comes to you know sexual situations, um, I don't know. He was just like like oh I was bored, so I had sex today. I was just like, well, that just doesn't make any sense to me. We just had sex, you know, a few hours ago or a day ago. You know, we don't have, we're not completely committed though, cause we're still just getting to know each other. But I feel like, you know, I might be wasting my time here. But at the same time, he'll do, you know, something amazing for me, like take inventory for my clothing line. He'll just do that just because. Or like tonight, I told him I was hungry. And he goes, all right, I'll stop at In-N-Out. And, you know, and he got exactly what I would get from In-N-Out. And then he knew I wouldn't want to go out there this late. So it's just like a big conflict. Like, is he a sex addict? who's an amazing potential boyfriend, or is he just trash? I don't know. So you tell me what you think, or what I should do. I'm quite confused. Thanks, Miles. Have a good night.
1: Okay, so Chloe, what I'm guessing the question is, and by the way, Chase, I love that you called us. Please always call us.
2: Sexy voice. I was going to say that too. Very sensual. That was my first
3: reaction. I was like, this guy sounds hot.
2: That was mine too. And then he was like, I'm dating this guy. And I was like, Uh were you as equally bummed as I was? Yes. Uh, Yeah. uh, But okay. So basically the question,
1: it seems like you're asking is what is worth more spreadsheets and burgers or your self worth? Like this guy does nice stuff for you. You like him, but he's not giving you what you want. He's like, I would feel very violated. I would, I'm giving you the advice I would give any straight girl. Some guy I was dating was like literally like, oh, I just like came in some other chick today. Do you want in and out Like I would be like, that is not okay that you're yes. checking your self-worth at the door.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. Like in and out in a sex addiction, addiction is also the way to my heart. I know. But I don't know. I don't think. It's like he's cheating on you, but he'll bring you in and out whenever don't. I don't, I don't buy that whole. This bothers me about our generation. Not to like millennials but oh it's not cheating if like we haven't had the talk yet it's like
1: I don't care no. Like yeah. just
3: seeing each other just don't
1: have sex with
3: other people like
1: right and and <laughs> I think that because this guy I think that a lot of people use that not having had that talk as, a, right. as an excuse you're exactly right and I think that
3: and then I feel like it just sets a pattern where they're just having sex with other people forever
1: yes and like you're it sounds like you're afraid to like establish something with this guy. So you're just taking subpar treatment and by the way, hon, like you just moved to LA. Like not saying that this is the easiest city to date in, but like if you are the, if you're not doing what this guy is doing and you feel more like a monogamy type of person, I would maybe refocus your interests and just let this guy go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't get your heart hurt over and over again just because this guy is occasionally sweet to you. Yeah. Like, have you ever hooked up with someone where it's like they're everything that you want? Yeah. Except they will not commit to you.
3: Um. I guess
1: I've been in that position myself. <laughs> I've been. I. I. Well, I, feel, I feel like. Well, no. You're gorgeous and you're wonderful. I feel like any guy's probably dying to be with you. At Twenty-three. Yeah. I know, right? I know. But it. I think that especially in this town, especially if it's a person who has any sort of success or mojo or whatever it is, whatever it is he is going for him, a lot of times people will do everything but. And when I say everything but, I don't mean anal. I mean <laughs> everything but commit. And yeah. so he'll do your laundry. He'll do your spreadsheets. He'll, I love that he's inventorying your clothing line. P- P.S. Send me stuff. I want, I need clothes. If you are one of those people that sells like emoji leggings, get those over here right now. Why aren't you emailing me about that, Chase? Um, I'll blow you up. You don't need him. But what – anyway, my point is I just don't think that – I think you sound like a sensitive person and that you need monogamy and that's okay to want. And I think people shit on that a lot and they say like that's that's weird that you only want to have sex with one person. I don't think that's weird. I think if you like someone, that's totally normal to only yeah, have sex. with one cool. person. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I think it's great. I don't think monogamy is dead. I don't think any of those old traditional values are dead. And Chase, you sound like an untraditional traditional man, you know? But burgers are, like, I have to say, when he's, like, s- implying to me that this guy's rolling up to Sunset and Orange and getting him an In-N-Out burger on a Friday night when he doesn't want to leave That's the house hot. and deal with traffic That's nice. That's yeah. real nice. Like, that would get me at the door.
3: I'm into that, too.
1: My boyfriend, what we are committed. Like, I promised him I will be with him for the rest of my life because he got me chili cheese fries last Saturday. And that, that m- was and it that from Carney's the
2: from one Saturday? From
1: <laughs> carnies. yeah from Carneys
3: doesn't he have to get you that like six Saturdays in a row or something to guarantee marriage
1: well it's a lot of it's a <laughs> lot more than that I also really like him um but but uh yeah I know it's like it's those feelings though it's like when someone gets you your treat someone gets you a treat or helps you out or like makes you feel good about yourself it's easy to dismiss all the other stuff um but you gotta just you got to stand up for yourself, Chase. You're young. You just moved here. You're 29. You sound fucking hot as hell.
3: There are a lot of other guys who will buy you in and out, I promise.
1: Yeah. And maybe stay away from the L.A. gay bar scene. Because I'm going to just say that that's not a great place to go pick up a monogamous relationship. I have a lot of gay guy friends who are in your boat where they're like, you know, they're down to hook up. But then after a little while, they want to take someone more seriously. And it's very difficult to do that when you're just hanging out in the bar scene. Which is why I would even say maybe just... Maybe go to Silver Lake Gay Bars okay, because that's where people seem that. a little bit more calmed down. Okay. Stay away like, from
3: the motherlode on Santa Monica Boulevard?
1: Stay away from motherlode, stay away from here, stay away from <laughs> anything. Motherlode is a fucking pit. But anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, I think maybe go to Akbar. Okay. Order yourself a red stripe. Chill. Yeah. Can you agree? Good advice. I'm worried about you, Chase. Will you follow up with me, hon? I know. I don't want you to let this guy ruin your life. Not just for the
3: leggings. She's not just trying to get leggings. No. She really
1: cares. Well, I just think that Shay should love me back. Um, no, but I do care very much about you, hun, and I would like if you call this with an update, please. Uh, next call. Hi, Malls.
5: This is Tori. Um, I am 20 years old, since you always talk about people's age, um, and I recently got into your podcast. I really love it. Um, and... I need some advice. So I've been dating this guy off and on for, I don't know, we kind of started dating in January now it's May, but we've only been sleeping together for like a month and a half. Um, And it was very on and off at the beginning. And he um, started being weird, even though at first he was like very, very into me. It was obvious that he was more into me than I was into him that like he was really growing on me and I've really come to care about him a lot. But then he just started being really uncommunicative and I called him out on it and he told me that he was just going through some stuff and that he needed some space and I was like, Okay, that's fine. Like please like take care of you. But then we he like got back in touch with me and we started having sex again. And then the other day I Went to uh, a party that he was also at, and I went to kiss him, and he was really, really weird about it. Um, So I pulled him into the bathroom um, and made him talk to me about it. And sorry if it's so long-winded, but then he told me that he had been engaged, um, like, two years ago. But, um, and he'd been with that girl for five years. So like all throughout middle school and high school, cause we're only 20. Um, he just turned 21. Um, and, but like, and was like sort of say that we should just be friends, which I totally agree that you can't just be friends with someone who you only have dated. Um, but then also kept saying all these things about like the future and like our future and like how even though I'm going away this summer, how he wasn't going to date anybody else and we would see each other because we go, we're going to be going to school together. And it was just really confusing. And then I tried to get in touch with him the next day, and he told me we could talk, and he didn't follow it up to, like, make a time that we could talk, and it's, like, very much, like, balls in his court-type situation. So I just have no idea what to do. I'm so confused. I don't want to leave for the summer feeling like this, and I really care about him.
1: And I hope that I'm not being an idiot just waiting around for him. So. Please give me your honest advice. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm not going to call you an idiot. I'm going to call you 20. And you say, "Why do I always talk about age?" And I say, "It's because you don't know everything. Not everyone had the opportunity to live at the Oakwood and be in Los oh, Angeles and a in a
3: here we go working. You
1: were working in a professional space at a young age. You are wise beyond your years. That is why. As a 23, I'm not going to call. It, I'm you're not an idiot." But I think that Tori might be a little bit naive. naive would be the word. And that's okay. You don't know everything at 20.
2: Uh, you don't know everything at 30. Like, yeah.
1: Uh, but it sounds to me like this guy's like a relationship addict. He's a serial monogamist. Ew. Like, he's been engaged since middle school, and that's actually something that we're talking about? Like, that's not r- Can you really be engaged since middle school? They were dating for
2: five years, and he was engaged two years ago. So I don't know. So so in high school, though. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We're talking like sophomore
3: year, junior year, he was putting a ring on it.
1: Can you imagine your eighth grade boyfriend asking you to marry him? I didn't even can-
3: have a boyfriend until I was like out of high school. I
1: know. I was like, my li- if I probably would have foolishly married my high school boyfriend because I thought that like, I, you know, I was young. I thought all love was love. Like I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll be in love with him forever. But you just don't know who you are yet, hon. And you haven't even gotten, it sounds like you're going to school soon. And like, I don't know what what's going on. I just they
3: get better.
1: Yeah, the, every every boyfriend gets better than the last. That's yes. very true.
3: They get better, so I, just like I don't know about this one, but the next one, we're moving up, girl. We're it moving sounds up. like a lot
1: of housekeeping for you too. Yeah, like it just sounds like a lot of like you have to take into account everything, but your feelings. Like it's like you have to be like he's engaged and, uh, and this detail and this detail. How do you feel about him? <sighs> and I don't know. And I think intimacy also fucks everything up. And I think that the fact that You guys knew each other for three months at least before you started having sex is another interesting detail. It seems like you are kind of taking it at the pace of a high school relationship, to be honest. I think most people. Do you think
2: they should have had sex sooner?
1: I would say most people at the age of 20 years old is jumping into bed after four weeks max. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of 20 year olds that give it three to four months of getting to know each other. That's like. Mormon shit And then you hide it From your parents
2: <laughs> You hide it from No I'm parents. just confused I'm, Because it, it Like Do you think If they had Mormon. started s- Having sex sooner Then it would be More casual Than waiting the three months That they did And it turned into Like a serious relationship
1: I just think They sound like children Like I think They sound like High school students Like I almost don't believe She's 20 Cause she's also referring To we're gonna be Going to school together soon Like what bubble Have you been living in hon I don't know I just think She might be like FLDS. What does that mean? A fundamentalist Latter Day Saint, like she's one of those Mormons that wears like a pajama all the time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And she has like a '90s hairstyle. Yeah,
1: she's running around in pajamas with hair that's like to her hips. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying that because to be mean. I'm just saying like I don't. I don't get this mindset. I feel like even at at 20 years old, like I wasn't saying like I'd been tossed around or anything. (laughs) But I'm just saying that I had been in college, been out drinking, I understood if some person came up to me and said he's been engaged since he was in eighth grade or something, (laughs) I'd be like, that's fucking weird. And then I wouldn't spend three months auditioning him to get in my vagina. Like, I'd be like, are we doing this or what? Like, after, like, four weeks, after a couple pasta dinners, I'd be like, what are we doing? That's all I'm saying. What do you think?
3: I mean, yeah, I feel like that's wasting a bit of time as well, like like I need to know if it's gonna be good before we can proceed exactly
1: and three months it's like that's like seems like you're setting yourself up to be one of those people who's like we cannot have intercourse until we are in love and it's you're not in love you guys don't even really know how you feel about each other like you're playing this like True Love Waits game. And then like doing it three, three and a half months in. And it turns out he's been engaged since he was a child. Like it's just weird. Gotta kind of just, I would erase this guy. Do what we always say on the show. Widen that dick, net. Go join okay. Widen good, the Nat. Just fucking mm-hmm. get out there. Yeah. Swim into the ocean of men dicks. and life and dicks that is and out there And other things for that should you. be your
3: Twitter bio. Yeah. That's widen should, the Nat. Yes. Yeah,
1: like why isn't my salami in the fridge? That's what I just said. Gotta- I mean,
3: the part that really bothered me about the story was that he wasn't down to kiss you in public. Like, that bothers me. I would cry. Why isn't he down? Are you ashamed of me? Uh, you better. You should feel lucky to Do you think the girl was at the public. party
1: and that he wasn't being forthright about that?
3: I don't know. That part seems sketchy to me.
1: Because my first thought was like, there's I don't either- buy this
3: whole I'm having too many emotions to kiss you. I'm thinking there's some other motives going on.
1: Guys don't have any too many. There's
3: no way he's having too many emotions to kiss you. You know
1: what? He's gay. That's what That's I was it. just going to say. He's gay. I
2: was like, is he's he gay? Gay?
1: He's yeah. gay? He's gay. He's yeah. gay. He's been engaged since eighth grade. Oh, how convenient. How convenient. No, he has <laughs> too many. Gonna he's gay. Oh, there we go, Tori. Sorry, hun. Nuts dick. Like, this has nothing to do with you. I'm happy that you were able to successfully have intercourse with him once. Or twice. That's great that that happened for you. But then the three months, he was probably like teasing some dick on Grinder for those three <laughs> months where you weren't doing anything. I
2: was
1: say that, so yeah, I he got his nuts fluffed for the first time by a dude and he loved it and he can't deal with it. And now he's at a party and doesn't know how to deal with it. Now he's having emotions.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Fucking dump this closet case and go find someone great. No offense to him, but you, like, you're right. Next call.
6: Hey Malls, this is Troy. Um, you and I actually just—we literally just communicated via Twitter, so I should be really fresh in your mind. Um, I let you know that I was really into your Grandma Dolly post, or that your Grandma Dolly uh, advice—that you were taking Rihanna's grandmother's advice and giving it to all of us—and that was amazing. Um, and then I just immediately got flashbacks of like Grandma Dolly growing up, like throwing up gang signs in her bed. It was like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Um, so I'm calling because, basically, I have always lived with roommates. I've always lived with, like, groups of people. I'm 27. Um, through college, I always lived with people. I always lived with roommates. And then, you know, I've lived with one person. I've lived with four. Like, I've always just, like, lived with people. And uh I moved back home for a little bit to save some money and uh, work and all that stuff. Basically, the excuses that you give yourself when you're 27 and have to move back home, like I'm saving money. It's like, well, I'm not. But anyway, um, so I'm thinking about her moving out pretty soon again. And uh, again, because I'm 27 and that's, I feel like, a low life. Um, and in a nutshell, it's like I have this anxiety about living by myself. And I know that that sounds so ridiculous. It sounds so stupid. Again, I'm 27. Like, what's happening? But 27 in, in April, by the way. So it's like I'm I'm just trying to fit into these jeans, but it's all it's all brand new to me. But uh, you know, it's it's just feel. I feel like when I do move out on my own, I'm gonna be like eating ramen every day. I'm gonna be close to eviction every month. I'm gonna be uh, possibly homeless. You know, I'm gonna have people breaking in. I'm gonna be raped. <laughs> um that then may not that may not be the worst thing in the world um but you know it's just it's a lot of anxiety, and I just want to know if it's a normal thing to feel like when you get your first apartment on your own, not living with roommates out of college and things like that, is it normal to feel like it will be the death of you and that literally your family will like walk into like your dead body in your living room for some reason because that's just how I feel. And I know that I have to do it, but it's giving me, like, an immense amount of anxiety. I don't even know if I just use the word word immense, right? But um, the anxiety level is on a level 10, and that's just what I'm dealing with. It's actually pretty juvenile. I kind of regret this being my question, but it is what it is. Um, My phone number is 330. Thanks, phones. RIP Granny Dolly.
1: Okay. So, Chloe, you had some questions about this. I think I'll just make it clear. I, uh... Troy, I, I I appeal to both sides of you, by the way. I am both a crazy lone wolf that I need to be alone. I need to be a wild Mustang that runs free. And fuck everyone. I, don't, I need shit from no one. But then also, I'm like, am I going to be raped and gutted like Drew Barrymore in that opening scene of Scream where she's like hanging from the tree and her family comes home and her guts are literally like falling out of her stomach and it all happened because she just picked up the phone? I don't know. So I I get it. But what he's saying is that he... Moved home to, quote unquote, save money, which, by the way, fucking save your money. I don't know what you're doing if you're going to, like, express for men and buying, like, t-shirts all day like what are you doing with your money you should be saving money your parents pay for everything but I- unless you're like on a pressed juicer diet in which case like get over yourself um but he knows that the next move is that he's going to be moving out of his parents house and he's not going to get roommates he's going to okay. be living alone but, but he hasn't done it yet but yes Go but on. he has a paralyzing fear of what's going to happen to him the first time he lives alone do you relate to any of this do you live alone
3: i've never really lived alone Do you live alone now? So maybe it does come from a place of fear. I haven't really thought about it, but um, my mom lives with me when I'm in L.A. And then when I'm in New York, I get like roommates off the internet.
1: Really? Yeah. You must be a very exciting roommate for someone to find out that they got.
3: Yeah, I think they're very confused by me. Like I've had roommates be like, what did you do today? And I'm like,
1: nothing. (laughs)
3: Right, right. I went and got Thai food from that. Street cart down the... Uh, and they're like... What are you... I'm so confused. Like, what... So you act? Like, what is that? I'm like, mostly I do nothing.
1: Right. Well, wow. Okay. So this is all interesting information. Um, I have to say... Living by yourself is dope. Like... I have that. I have that personality. Yeah. I like to luxuriate in my space. I like to have bubble baths. I like yeah. to put on records. I want to have people not tell me what the fuck to do. I want to have inappropriate relationships with my dog. Where like last night he literally put his tongue in my mouth and I was like, okay. Like this is I. What I will tell you is that I like my space. I like my bubble baths. I like my things. Yes, it's scary to live alone, but you can live in a place that's, like, maybe more suburban. You don't have to, like, go out to the middle of nowhere. Eviction, sure. That should be motivation for you to keep working and not spending your money on basics at express for men. Like, I think that you have a lot of options here, and you need to use that fear to motivate you,
3: right? Yeah, I think you'll really dig it once you're actually doing it.
1: When you work, are you constantly motivated by fear? Like, oh, I could be fired at any minute if I don't show up on time. Like, I know I, yeah. I know, the biggest part of acting is, like, you got to be on time. Like, you can be great, but you got to fucking be on time. Do you live by that motivational fear?
3: I always think that my job is my last job and I'm never going to work again.
1: Right. Yeah. And I like that. That doomsday thinking really helps in a way. Yeah. I'd probably be a real lazy person if I didn't have that. So I think that, I think that that's... Ultimately, what we're getting at, Troy, is you should use that fear, run with it, and make it, help it make you the spaces. I don't think you're going to get raped or murdered. God.
3: I think it'll more feel like you're just in a hotel room for the weekend, but also forever. And you just get to have fun and do whatever you want. You get to decorate. You know that feeling when you get your own hotel room and you're just like, this is the best. I can order room service till
1: forever. Forever to like check out you get to pick what condiments go in your fridge you don't have to split the cost of a shower curtain at target with anyone you don't have to like be like can you pick up grocery bag or like uh garbage bags you don't have to do that with anyone it's all on
2: you and that's actually kind of nice but that homeless anxiety that he was talking about is something that you've also talked about on the podcast yeah i have
1: constant homeless anxiety and that's why i'm saying i use it as a motivation so it's like i know if i'm getting checks i'm not going to be homeless but then at the same time, I have a shopping addiction, which you've discussed at the top of this podcast. But I've really tailored that down to I treat myself once every two weeks, maybe once a month. More recently, it's been like once every two months. I will pick up a piece or two that I'm really excited about. And then I, I just am very excited about that. Cool. But yeah.
3: yeah Bottom line, save your money. Don't have a shopping addiction. Work. Work. Do that. That's a good thing to do.
1: Allow that fear of being homeless to up your hustle. And no, Troy, that like, you're not that special. Not everyone wants to rape you. No one's going to murder you. That's really a big thing that I think that people misunderstand about the fear of murder and rape is I'm like, is it a little bit narcissistic in nature? It's a little narcissistic. I'm like, honey, no one's going to murder you. No one cares enough. Bottom line. I used to have this friend who'd be like, I'm afraid someone's going to murder me. And I'm like, who cares about you enough? Are you serious? Like, are you like literally like you affect no one. And you think someone's <laughs> you think someone's going to risk going to jail for the rest of their life for, for you? you? Please, honey. <laughs> You think a crime of passion? Who's passionate enough about you? Like there's no one, Troy. So unless you've got like a list of ex-lovers that rolls out the door and you fucked over all these people, like you're nobody. You're there's fine. There's a
3: bigger risk of dying alone in your own apartment. That's than real. Of, uh,
2: and don't so don't being get cats. murdered
3: in your own apartment. Yeah. I
2: worry about like slipping in the shower and like <laughs> yeah. Nick Cracking will find you. No, oh my god, and guys. that's my yeah. nightmare. Would you rather have the police find fantasy. you yeah, naked no, in
1: your <laughs> shower with a broken spine, or would you rather have your roommate Nick find you? naked? naked in the shower with a broken spine, because I'd pick the police. Oh, yeah, I'd
2: pick the police. (laughs) Yeah. Because the police wouldn't examine or wonder.
1: Like, I feel like Nick would at least be like, hmm, like, at least, like...
2: I don't think so.
1: I think Nick would be shocked and call the police, (laughs) but I would say that I think because he knows you, he'd be like, oh, it's that's Christina's naked. Oh, well, uh, oh, ooh, she's dead. Like, and then he'd call the police. (laughs) But if you just, like, if you, like, you know, the, the police just throw a sheet
2: over you and stick you in the car. You know, I, I don't think he would poke around because my shower is really small. So it's just like, oh, why is she laying in that cramped position? It's probably because she's dead.
1: Right. And this water's been running for two days. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: That Nick would like, but you if I was just like slightly days days injured, if it was like a Miranda situation, you remember when, when Miranda the, slipped on her back in yeah. New City?
3: Is the real purpose it, of this podcast to dispel their fears and replace them with bigger, yes. scarier yeah, fears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so you're done anyway you should have a life insurance policy and start planning for your funeral because you don't want to leave your loved ones with the expense of your death Um, so that was it for episode 42 of please advise Chloe Burgess thank you so much for coming here oh thanks for having me thanks for letting me talk over you and be bossy and talk about my salami and for listening to these insane people ramble on about their idiotic problems especially this girl who's dating the gay guy love you call me back You guys can call us at 323-450-7408 or you can email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Just search for us. We're there. We're on soundcloud.com slash advise, as well as iTunes where we really love if you'd leave us five stars and a nice review because that just does great things for us. Also, tweet directly at NatureBox and tell them, please sponsor, please advise. We are your favorite what?
2: They still have
1: get- no. no nature box has been fucking dicking me around oh, town and i'll tell box. you about nature box oh really interesting funny that i should be telling you about this chloe okay so here we go this girl's on two television shows she doesn't know what your fucking business is but she knows who i am so i'll tell you nature box they are a subscription snack service they have snacks and they sponsor podcasts i want to get one of those shaving cons- shaving subscription people where's
2: bevel at
1: Harry's Harry's shaving—they're a thing. Derek got that yesterday. Dollar Shave
2: Club. A lot at?
1: of people shave. Who listen to this podcast? Gay men, women—we all shave. So, Chloe, where can people find you?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing too hard. Um, I'm at twitter.com/slash Chloe Bridges, and my Instagram handle is also Chloe Bridges. So, just my name.
1: Do you think Hulu should sponsor us? You can watch the Carrie Diaries on Hulu and enjoy. I did you. just buy a
3: Hulu account. And I was a little mad.
1: You have to buy? Yeah. Honey, you should just walk up to Hulu and tell them how it is. Like I did with Nature Box, which clearly did not work out for me. So maybe, yeah, that ten ninety nine a month won't hurt you. Uh, you guys advocate for Chloe Bridges to please wear pantsuits in all areas of her life. I want you guys yes. to start uh, hashtag Chloe Pantsuits. That's going to be our new Twitter tagline and also you can hashtag malls army because someone mentioned that they wanted to find other malls fans and i'll tell you just hashtag malls army because we (laughs) will rise up we're like rihanna navy but with me (laughs) and the army um all right you guys thanks so much for listening chloe you are awesome
3: you are too and as
1: i said i'm auditioning new friends so feel free to text me anytime maybe we'll go for a coffee or a latte or like whatever sounds good like a sandwich a panini all right talk to you soon